Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. Today, we are joined by AJ Austin, and she's an award-winning professional speaker, 15-time author and bestseller, a master life coach certification trainer, CEO of the International Center for Life Coach Training, and also founder of BlackLifeCoachTraining.com. So how are you today, Miss AJ? Hey, y'all. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am phenomenal. (laughs) Yes. So I see you have a lot of different things going on. So let's start with the life coaching, um, just because I'm a life coach and I want to talk about that first. So how did you get into life coaching and not even just coaching, but also training other people to coach? Oh, yeah, that's a good story to tell. We don't have all the time in the world, so I'll give you the the notes, okay? Okay. Um, Back in April 2013, uh, one of my friends introduced me to a class here in Atlanta, which I hear you, one of you guys are here in Atlanta, too? Both of us. Yes. Hey, Atlanta, okay, so down the street, <laughs> yes. there was this class <laughs> on becoming a certified life coach, and I had been looking into it. I really wanted to help people. I started out at Clark Atlanta University as a psych major, mm. and I didn't make it, y'all. Honors program, full scholarship, but that tuition went up, so I had a change of plan. Mm. Um, <laughs> coaching kind of fell in my lap and got on board, got certified, um, and was welcomed into the team. I was one of the most successful certified life coaches for my class. And uh, I trained and certified other coaches, about 110 around the world for the last four and a half years in partnership with the company. And then recently this year, I branched out just to certify and train Black women of faith. And I'm so excited about that journey. Wow. So was the uh, switching to training Black women in faith, is that like niching down or is that something totally different? It's a combination of taking what used to work in life coaching, because if you have studied the coaching industry, you know, we've been around for about 20 plus years, Mm -hmm. but like social media and the Internet, if you will, have not been around. So my goal is to bring what used to be in life coaching to a modern day approach and meet people where they are online and offline helping them to get trained and certified and make the difference they were born to make and combine my upbringing as a church girl. I've been saved since I was six years old, been baptized three times. So, you know, we sprinkle a little Jesus on anything and we can get the job done. So that's a part of one of my callings. I just mesh it all together and people love it. I'm black. I'm a woman. I'm a woman of faith with my own training and development company for coaches, teaching women how to leave a legacy and make money. Yes, we need it. Do you have a significant other? I am divorced. I've been divorced about 14, 15 years. That happened on the same day that my mom passed away. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry that happened and led me to being here. So at the moment, it's me and Jesus. Um, (laughs) We are, you know, making a difference in the lives of people who need us. And my heart and my soul and my spirit is open to whoever God calls for me to be with. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that journey as well. (laughs) Yes. Well, I want to say thank you for sharing that information with us. And um, I just wanted to know, how were you able to cope with those those things I know with you having a little bit of um, you know psych in your background and then life coaching were you able to take some of your the principles that you teach and learn to apply to that 
That's a great question. So um, the death of my mom happened the same day that my divorce became final. That was back in 2008. Um, and then I got certified as a life coach in 2013. And so mm-hmm. I remember when I was a psych major, I told God, you know, as I heal, I want to help others heal. And that's what coaching allows me to do. So yes, sometimes I do have to incorporate that technique called self-coaching, where you ask mm-hmm. yourself really good questions and you're honest, even if you got to pick up your phone, and record yourself saying it on audio or video, you know, but you have your own breakthroughs and um, combining that with some spiritual practices of Christianity, you know, faith, reading the word, prayer. I was just listening to a prayer before we went live. So things suggest really pour back into myself. Yes, those techniques are really cool when it comes to self-care as a successful Black woman. Yes, definitely important to be able to talk to yourself, coach yourself, because if you can't do it for yourself, you probably can't help other people too, too much. (laughs) But um, as far as like work-life balance, like you have a lot going on. You know, you have different businesses. You're an author. How do you balance all of that as well as like friends, family, um, you know, coaching other people, making time for your self-care? Yeah. So I think it's a matter of priorities. Um, I get asked this question often on podcasts about uh, the, the work-life balance. And I don't believe in work-life balance because it's different for everyone. Just like the question to ask you, you know, in five years, what do you want to be? Can you imagine five years ago us saying, well, I want to be locked in my home, not able to go out and breathe fresh air safely or hug my family and friends, <laughs> you know? So when you think of definition of balance, you know, you have to bring it on back home. Now, for me, as an introverted extrovert, you'll never know that I need a nap after recordings like this, but I know how to be on and be off. So I believe in naps. I believe in doing things that make me happy. Like after we're no longer live, I'm going to go drive around the city and buy me something nice that makes me happy, whatever that is, whether it's good food or something cute just to put around the house, you know. Um, But it's a balance that I choose. You know, I'm single, no kids. So my balance would not look like a working mother of five who's married, you know. And so a lot of people say, well, at least you don't have kids or at least you're not married. I still have my baby of my business, which needs time and attention. I have my clients, I have colleagues, and then I do have those friends who I consider prayer partners and those who I surround myself with who support me and pour back into me and I do the same. So that's my balance when it comes to choosing what's most important for me in my life to go to the next level. It sounds like you you have a really strong support system. How important is that in entrepreneurship? A thousand percent. I'm going to tell you what um, one of my coaches, Lisa Nichols, told me once. Um, She mentioned how, you know, it's good to be on stages around the world and it's good to speak and people know your name, but it's also good to have what I call your front porch friends. So I have my country homegirls. I grew up in Douglasville, Georgia, down the street. And uh, these are people that I can call on a weekend and just go sit on the front porch. They're going to gossip, tell me the latest news, who's pregnant, who's this, this, and this. And while I don't add to the gossip, I'm guilty of listening sometimes. But they bring that balance of don't forget where you came from, don't forget us, and we still got your back, we still support you. But then when I leave that front porch, I'm instantly on the phone with a business colleague like, okay, what's on the books for this week? What you got going on? How can I hold you accountable? You know, what can I celebrate you with? So I think that's an important balance to have as well. Um, Those who support you and pour into you in different ways yes I love it I love that you have that balance because I think 
when we get into entrepreneurship, I'm, maybe I'm generalizing, but um, we kind of get isolated sometimes. And then our friends and family kind of go to the wayside because we feel like they don't understand. But we still need them so they can keep us humble and grounded. <laughs> Yeah, and we need some people kind of doubting us, like, how your little business doing? And you like, my little business. Girl, I made $30,000 this month. My big business is good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, we all locked up right now. And, you know, some industries are struggling just because a lot of people don't have the same jobs, things like that. So what advice would you give to an entrepreneur right now who's losing sales or losing clients because of COVID, but like, you know, they don't have a nine to five, their entrepreneurship is all they have. Yeah. I think the, the big popular term since quarantining um, over the last few months has been pivoting. And so I remember this time last year, God just would whisper to my spirit to rewrite the vision. And I did not know what it meant this time last year. But as we got closer to the new year, I just kept hearing rewrite the vision because, you know, 2020 is supposed to be the year of vision. But then all of a sudden at the beginning of the year, what we thought we saw for our business, for our future, for our jobs is now completely different. And God is still saying, rewrite the vision. And so because we have this time at home and we have time to think and we have time to connect online with opportunities like this today, you know, I would say rewrite the vision of what you thought your business would be, see what opportunities are available and connect with those who can help you still make it happen, still make that vision and that dream come true. Don't use this as a time to just sit and twiddle your thumbs or give up or be sad. This is your opportunity to rewrite your vision of growth and how you're going to impact the world. Because when this is all over, we still need what you do. Somebody somewhere needs exactly what you do right now. And they don't know you exist because you're trying to figure it out. So it's just time to just push forward um, and don't let this time get you down. But use this as steam, as energy to, to propel you ahead. Yes. What would you say to someone who's kind of afraid of change? They're afraid of pivoting. They kind of want to stay where they are. I would say if you're like Black women around the world that I talk to who is afraid of change, you're also afraid of someone stealing your idea. Um, so if you won't change, just like God whispered that, that, that message to rewrite the vision, then he's going to whisper your vision to someone else. So just mm -hmm. get ready to see someone else do what God has called you to do. Um, and that's just being real. Just like today, we're on a completely different platform. I was like, oh, Lord, what these kids got me doing on this new app? I don't know. But I'm going with the flow. It's change. I'm learning something new. And this is a new way of operating and doing business in the modern time. So just like I mentioned, you know, how life coaching used to be when it first started and me combining it with today a modern day method and approach, you have to be open to change. If not, just get ready to lose your business. And that's said with love. That's said with honesty. And I've seen it happen time and time again. If you won't move, God will put somebody in your path that will move and you can't get mad. You can't sue. You can't send a cease and desist. You just got to know that you didn't take that step. Yes, I love it. Um, because like you said, when God wants something done, He's going to get it done with you or, or without you. So, yes. What type Absolutely. of what type of mindset and belief system should an, an entrepreneur have? 
especially as black women in business, mindset is important. I have to start by saying that because when we make a decision to do something, it's done, okay? It may just take us a little bit of time to catch up. Um, but mindset is one a million percent of the starting point. We have to decide that we want to do it and then we have to move ahead. And so the belief system starts within us. Do we believe we can do it? Do we believe we can make money do it? Do we believe we can make an impact doing it? Do we believe we're called and anointed and chosen to do it? So it starts with that self-belief before you go outside and look for other things to believe in. Because I know some people, you know, believe in the Bible. Some use crystals and tarot cards and you know, it's so much outside of yourself to use as your, your belief uh, cornerstone, but really it starts within. So what are you believing? What is that self-belief like? Mm-hmm. As a, a woman of faith, I know this may be a little off topic, but as a woman of faith, what? how do you feel about um, the use of like tarot cards and crystals and um, what people call new age type of things? I feel it's none of my business. I mean, I can't like old pastors say, I ain't got a heaven or hell to put you in. I know my beliefs started at before I could remember. I just remember it starting at six years old. And all I have is my journey with God to go on. I know where Mm -hmm. my help comes from. And that's why I use my faith and my beliefs to connect with my target audience of other black women of faith. Because like I said, when you sprinkle Jesus in it, you know, or if I can tell you, okay, God is going to give you a vision of someone else that snaps something in you. And I don't have anything other than the word of God to go on. So what other people do is their business. I just know that what I believe is what comes through. And so regardless of if you believe in God or if you use, you know, new age, alternative spiritual principles, you're going to see my light shine. And that's the light of God. And so, yeah, I just, you know, that's not my business, what other people do. But I just make sure that my light and my walk is right, because regardless of who they are, people are watching. Yes, I love it because I I believe in the concept of non-judgment. So I I like your answer. So would you ever get a tarot card reading done? If it's in the word of God, it's in the if it's in the word of God, it can be done. I'm not one of those beat you over the head with a Bible, but like I said, I know what holds true to me. So that something like that wouldn't mm-hmm. feel right within my spirit, um, knowing that it goes against my beliefs. And so mm-hmm. you know, I try to stick on that straight and narrow um like I said I'm not perfect I don't do everything perfect but he didn't call the perfect you know and so uh, I stick with what I know and what I believe because I don't want to taint any of that and so I know what my foundational principles are they're found in the word of God and I like it like that you know that brings me peace and that goes back to that self-care you know so what am I believing in my heart what am I thinking about what is my belief system my faith system and it's based on Christian principles so that's where I try to keep it for myself definitely I understand I always have like debates for myself about if I would try those things just to see like you know if I would if I'm knocking it before I'm trying it but at the same time I understand like I, I always feel like I don't know if my spirit can handle that Well, and think about it. You know, Mm -hmm. we have prophecy in the Bible. So have you tried prophecy? Have you tried the prayer line? Have you tried reaching out to your friend with strong faith to see if God has whispered a word to him or her? You know, and so if you got to check your spirit, you already know. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. you know, 
<laughs> do what you know best, which is reach out to someone with that same faith and belief system as you to see, like I said, did God show them something? Did God tell them something? And you'll be surprised with the word that you get straight from someone who's connected spirit to spirit with you versus, like I said, you know, reaching out to outside sources and, and upsetting Definitely. your spirit, if you will. My answer for right. everything is to pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever experienced burnout? Oh, girl, I think just before COVID-19, I was experiencing burnout. And it looks like your body shutting down. I got really heavily sick twice. So I call them COVID-like symptoms. Um, And it could be everything from stress to, I'm vegetarian, but I still eat sweets and, you know, bread and things that are not good for energy consumption. Um, It's from lack of working out, lack of getting out. Um, And so I had did a a campaign, 30 days of Facebook lives, uh, 12 o'clock at night for straight 30 days on camera, full makeup, you know, talking to people and people were up with me, but that almost killed me. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm going to do anything like that. Uh, Anytime soon, I got to learn how to consume my energy in a way that's um I got to be able to share it in a way that that's conducive to me and my audience so burnout just looks like when you don't even want to think about your business you don't care if you impact anybody you ain't even tripping about money being made it's just like I'm over it I'm done and I need a break and so the whole shutdown thing I was happy I was like oh nobody can go outside that means no events no speaking engagements no traveling around the city in traffic you know I had time to recoup from that burnout so yes it happens for me it's not often but when I see my body reacting negatively I know it's time to step away and get some rest and that's what this time and this season has been for me and my business and surprisingly my business has 10x since this time last year all because I took a break and I decided what was important and my health is number one and so I designed my business around that and that's my one focus for the rest of this year as far as I can see so I don't want to experience burnout again but I definitely know what it feels like so can you um just give us maybe one or two major lessons that you would like to share from your life journey My life journey, as I mentioned, you know, there's always someone watching, regardless of if you share the same faith or beliefs. Um, It could be the next generation, someone younger than you. But there's always someone who is waiting on you to walk in your destiny so they can walk into theirs. That's number one. And then I realized that when you impact just one life, you impact generations. And so when you help a black woman, especially you're helping a whole community, a whole culture. And so that's another lesson. Um, And then the third thing is when you decide to let your inner light shine, you're silently giving someone else that permission to do the same. So they're watching your glow. They're watching your walk. They're listening. And you just never know how the one life that you impact is going to impact generations. That was beautifully said. (laughs) I just want to say um, thank you for being a part of our podcast. And I love your energy. Like you said, the light shines through. I feel it, even though we are not in the same space. So I just want to say thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you, ladies, for having me. It's a pleasure to share 
however I can show up. So I appreciate you guys being a light for the next generation of leaders that are coming. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. Y'all are glowing. I see it in the podcast pictures. I'm just happy to be a part of the movement. So Black Girl Yay. Magic all day. Can you please <laughs> tell our audience where they can find you on social media? Absolutely. So the best way to get into my coaching community is at Black lifecoachquiz.com I love helping you decide if life coaching is the next step for you if you're a black woman of faith and you want some of this shine blacklifecoachquiz.com is how to enter my world and then I show you how to connect with me on all of my social platforms and upcoming training is anything thank you so much and make sure y'all go follow us as well my page is at Keisha Milana and mine is Miss Butterfly 21 M-I-S-S as well on Instagram and Facebook is at 21 minutes or less. And then on YouTube is at 21, 21 minutes or less podcast. And we're going to see y'all on the next episode.